0: Hey, Army. On this week's regular episode of BTS, we start out a little more serious than usual with a PSA on how to handle negativity in a positive way. We get back into our regular routine by talking about BTS's wins at the MTV EMAs, the controversy surrounding their Grammy nominations for Best New Artist, how they continue to break records and barriers in the music industry, and the success of their UNICEF Love Myself campaign. We also have a live reaction to the Japanese version of Airplane Part 2 music video. Join us for all this and more in our latest episode. Let's get it! (laughs) Hello! We're back again! We're always back and I'm glad (laughs) we're always back because that means we actually have people listening to us.
1: Yeah that's so exciting like we see the different places people are downloading the episodes and it makes us so happy and so excited so thank you so much for listening.
0: Yes and on that note I want to kind of start off on a little more serious note. I know we're kind of a fun little podcast here but there's been some stuff going around that I just has been heavy on my heart and I wanted to comment on it if you have listened to our bonus episode we recapped the uh, MGA awards the other night we talk about their performances and everything one performance they did was with Charlie Puth they did a collaboration there wasn't a lot of music behind it it was almost kind of like an acapella song So that meant they were singing live. They didn't have tracks, anything. They didn't have mixing, none of that stuff. And there's been some backlash from other fandoms. And even, I think, within the BTS fandom about their live performances. And especially especially targeting Jimin and his performance. And I just want to say, we don't know what these people are going through. We don't know what happened. And, you know, even if one of them does have a bad performance who cares? They're human. Every performer that's ever lived has had a bad performance in their day. And if they have multiple, again, who cares? They're not doing it on purpose. It's nothing that can be helped. It happens. What I really want to say is to ARMY, when you see these people talking negatively about BTS or their performances or Jimin, instead of feeding the fire and saying, oh, you're going to go do all these things to them, or you want to beat them up, or you want to do this or this or this to them, just ignore it and pour out love to BTS and to Jimin and to whoever that they're targeting instead of fueling the fire of hate. That's not what we're about. That's not what BTS is about. We want to be a positive force for good and for change. People are always going to spew hate. There's always going to be people who are jealous, who, who just don't like their music. And they're entitled to their opinion. All we can do is react in the right way. And that's what we need to do. And especially right now, just in case Jimin sees any of this stuff, we don't want him to feel like ARMY doesn't have his back. But we also don't want him to see us acting in a negative way. So if you come across anything on Twitter, Instagram, instead of commenting negatively, leave a positive comment, encourage each other, and encourage BTS, encourage Jimin, and just be a positive light for everyone.
1: I, I definitely want to chime in because I wasn't even aware of this until Molly brought it to my attention. But the thing I want to say is this, is like we did a whole bonus episode reacting to the music awards the performance in question and honestly we didn't even bring it up because to me it wasn't even a big deal wasn't even something that like I noticed that was like to the point of like oh my gosh I can't believe this so it's just funny how this is being made a big deal of and when Molly told me about this the first thing I thought was like "Mm, hate is gonna hate but really I was also thinking that you know BTS is at the top So there are a lot of people who are going to look to try to tear them down. That's just kind of how things go. So if they aren't perfect, which, you know, they're human beings. If they aren't perfect, if they have a performance that's off or anything like that, people are going to look for that to say, look, see, they're not talented. See, they're doing this. See, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. what negative people do I'm totally okay with people like criticizing it and being like oh you know they didn't sound their best or like what's going on that's totally fine I don't think that you should say that they sounded great if you know you don't think that they did so I thought that they sounded a little bit off but I just kind of chalked it up to you know them doing so much lately so and it wasn't so off that it was like oh my gosh like uh right um I mean that's just how like I saw it but yeah, people are going to be hating, people are going to be negative. It's fine to criticize, but just don't get caught up in it. Like so many people are going to ma- that just makes it a bigger thing. That just makes it into this like battle. You're not going to convince people who want to hate BTS to love BTS. It's better just to like love yourself
0: exactly. and um
1: and just do your own thing and just stay in the positive areas and to like just enjoy it. Not everybody has to enjoy what you enjoy, but you don't have to engage Yep. Well said.
0: We just wanted to touch on that. And thank you if you're one of the ones that has been being positive about this issue. You know, that's what we're here for. That's what ARMY is supposed to be. So let's keep, let's keep doing that. We did a bonus episode all about an award show, but it was a different award show than the one I'm going to talk about. Um, There's been lots of award shows going on lately. The MTV EMAs, which is the European Music Awards, was held recently and bts actually won a couple of awards there as well army won the biggest fan award something that i thought was cool they beat out american artists sean mendez taylor swift selena gomez and camilla cabello for the biggest fan award so we have bigger fan we're a bigger fan base than Selena Gomez, which is crazy to me, and Taylor Swift. Because I know Erica's a big Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> and um both Selena and Taylor have huge fan bases. So to know we beat both of them out as as the best fan is pretty cool. And they also won uh, Best Group at the EMAs as well. So that's pretty cool for them to be winning awards, not only in Korea and in the States, but they're winning awards at other um, international award shows as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for the European market or how popular they are there. But I mean, I think that's a really big... Uh, a big win in the western world as they would say and yeah they're just starting to really increase their influence everywhere and it's just very exciting so yay for bts
0: yay well that also kind of leads into my next thing i want to talk about is we know Sugar and how much he is looking for that grammy
1: Me and a Grammy, me and a Worldwide. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to have to do
0: another remix of my drop and be saying that. It's come to our attention that they are ineligible for a Grammy this year, but it's the Best New Artist Grammy.
1: It's like been kind of circling around and there's articles about it because it's been this big thing. I think some people are upset. Like, again, I don't know, but some people are like, oh, my gosh, they can't be the best new artist. But for me, I wasn't really surprised by this because they've released a lot of albums and they've had a lot of singles. And so each of the categories in the Grammys has different requirements and conditions that have to be met by the artist.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think I have. All the exact parameters, but I know one of them is um, they must have released a minimum of five singles or tracks or one album, but no more than 30 singles or tracks or three albums in their career to date. So that's definitely not BTS because I feel like they release three albums every year <laughs> and <laughs> they've been around for like five years. So it, you know, it doesn't make any sense to get upset about it. There's so many other Grammy categories that they can be nominated for in the future. But they're never going to be best new artists because they're not a new artist. Yeah. So, you know, we love them. We support their music. But don't get mad that they can't get into this one category when there's so many other categories that they can get into.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. And also, like, part of their success is because they've been grinding for so long. They have had... Even up until this point, we're like, oh my gosh, now they're really popular. Now this. But the fact that they broke into the billboard top charts before with several songs before this moment is really a feat. So they're being disqualified not disqualified, but they're not eligible right. for this category. But in the same time at the same time, it's a good thing. And it's because like even with their other you know, songs that maybe didn't chart as high but still charted, that's, like, new uncharted <laughs> uncharted territory for, you know, K-pop groups in general and what they're bringing. So I, I think it's fine. Like, there are other Grammys to be won. So, and it's not... I think people get it confused because I think they want the validation of Best New Artist to mean, like, most popular, hottest artist right now. Right. That's not what this you know, category means.
0: Even though they're not eligible for this particular Grammy, they've had so much other success in the States.
1: What I would be really excited for is to see them actually attend the Grammys. Um, I know they would be so excited too. And to see them possibly perform or be nominated, like I think at this point, it's probably them just attending because I don't know how much like their album will be eligible or how much the right. Grammy... Academy or whatever will give them credit this year it's weird it's political a little bit you know I hope they can at least be in attendance
0: yeah I think that would mean a lot to them especially Sugar. I I feel like Sugar would just be like his gummy smile the whole time he wouldn't be able to stop smiling he would be so happy even if they were just able to attend it
1: I mean the Grammys are huge I know here in the United States it's the highest height of a an award that you can win for these like award shows here. So it's something that musicians spend their whole lives hoping that they can win. And it's like, it gives you a lot of credibility and validation for your music. It's like, no, I've got a Grammy. I'm a Grammy award winning artist. It's like that carries a lot of weight with it. So it's only natural that someone who's aware of, you know, music trends and things in music would put their eyes on an award like this eyes on the prize. Obviously, we believe that they're definitely deserving of it, but that's not for us to decide. So we'll see. But I definitely think that at some point in their careers, a Grammy is going to be there.
0: I agree. And we know at least seven more years they have to try. So who knows how their music might change and look at how it's changed over the past five years. I mean, they were these kind of I don't know, they were like this hip hop rap group and now they're i don't even know how to like explain their music how it is now it's just amazing and they've evolved and they're going to keep evolving um and just getting better so
1: it's going to be interesting i don't know besides like you know the best international music category international album i don't know if they have a chance of winning anything that would be like a whole album just Mm -hmm. because again this is an american award they're primarily in korean but i do definitely see them having the possibility to win for a certain record or song yeah that'll be interesting if they kind of like go after that but it's Mm -hmm. very difficult and also just in general it's difficult for pop to get any sort of like recognition for Mm -hmm. being an actual meritable i guess you could say a a A genre that has merit people think of it as bubble gum as like whatever but as like bts has proven like you know they do have lyrical depth and they do have i think that they have a music that has substance but i think people can get lost and they're like oh they're cute guys and they have the dance moves so Mm -hmm. like to ignore the musical you know value that's there too so you know like i said it could be political and there are a lot of people who haven't won grammys that you would think would have Mm -hmm. them, and they don't for this very reason. So if they don't ever get one, which obviously I think they deserve it, and it's definitely possible, it doesn't really speak to what they're able to do.
0: So yeah, even, um, even with all that controversy regarding Grammys and whether or not they will ever get one or not, they still are super successful. Something that was released recently on November the 2nd, Apple Music announced that BTS is the first K-pop artist to break one billion streams on Apple Music. This is the first time that any Korean artist has been able to surpass this milestone, setting a new record for the most streams for Korean artists as well. So even if they don't win a Grammy or they don't win this award or that award, they're setting records all over the place all the time and not just in their genre, but for all of Korean artists as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's huge. And we've talked in the past about like their impact for their culture and how they're kind of ambassadors to this whole new, you know, for us, this new exciting culture that we weren't really it's not saying we're aware of, like we know, you know, Korea and Korean things exist. There's just so much going on in the world that it's really hard to stand out and they really introduced us to that. So like the fact that they're breaking ground so much internationally and on these big music services and really standing out amongst the top players in the world is a huge thing. And I'm just so happy for them. And actually this kind of, I'm going to go a little bit on a tangent, but (laughs) Molly and I were texting about this. BTS is opening doors for other Korean artists too, just by being themselves, just by being Korean, just by, you know, doing what they do. It makes people curious about other groups, about K-pop in general. And while Molly and I have kind of said that (laughs) we're like, we don't want anyone else and we don't care. Not everybody's going to take that you know, that sort of stance. And I know that more people are getting into K-pop and I've just seen it like popping up more and more Mm -hmm. with like other groups like NCT and uh, Blackpink and Twice. These are other K-pop groups that, you know, are are coming around. And the reason I mentioned the conversation is Molly was saying, you know, what's going to happen is BTS is going to be so busy that they can't be at all of these places or performances or awards or anything, you know, and other groups are gonna have to fill in in their place. And I have to say it, I know <laughs> it's time for my old timer segment. I want like some music or something. Like old lady. Old lady Erica. But back in my day when InSync was popping, um but actually, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: but actually, back in my day...
1: <laughs> okay, here, children. Children, gather around. Let me tell you Story, story. time. Um, Backstreet Boys were kind of like the BTS of everything. Like, they were the number one group, a boy band. Before them, like, there weren't really, like, boy bands around. So they were really breaking new ground, right? And um, they were everywhere. And they had great songs, hit records. Well... Disney Channel had this concert series, and they really wanted Backstreet to do it. Well, Backstreet was so busy that they couldn't make the dates that Disney wanted them. So who ended up filling in for them? NSYNC. Sync was an up-and-coming group that people didn't really know about. And so they had that concert special, and because they were exposed to so many audiences, they blew up. For me, that's actually how I found NSYNC. And I was an instant fan after that concert. And back in the day, this is when we had VCRs and not DVRs. I recorded it on my VCR. And I played it like every day after school, I would watch that concert. So why say the story and why it's relevant today, since it's an old story (laughs) This could end up happening for some of the other K-pop groups like, you know, BTS, they're human. They can only be so many places at once. They're going to have to pick and choose between different opportunities for them. They may miss a golden opportunity, not knowing that it's that way. And another group can come in and end up being like really being that group for the American crowd that people like really love. The thing about it is. It's so hard because we act like it's super competitive, like you can't like more than one group. But honestly, you really can. So there's more than enough room for any of these, maybe not all of them, because Molly was telling me that she was watching this cooking show with all these <laughs> idols and there were like 200 of them. So I don't know if in America we have tolerance for that many people. <laughs> That's like a well, lot of people.
0: <laughs> I will mention though that so we think seven guys of bts is a lot a lot of these other groups they have like 10 to 12 members so even though there were like 200 idols i mean that was like 20 k-pop groups they all have a lot of members there's some that only have a handful some that have seven or eight but most of them have like at least 10 members which that's a lot of people to keep up with so you're right
1: I'm like breaking my exception for BTS because I think the first thing I thought was like, that's too many people. I know. Um, (laughs) So, you know, and who knows, maybe in a, in, you know, a a year's time, I'll be like, I love this group that has 20 people in it. I doubt it, but maybe we'll see the American audience and myself can be very fickle and very judgmental and shut down at a certain point. But my overall point is this. There were artists like Britney Spears, Mandy Moore, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, all of these like pop girl singers that were able to share the stage at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with BTS. It doesn't have to be only one K-pop group can be popular. And I think we're going to find in the coming months and years that other Korean artists are going to break through. And it's going to be because of the groundbreaking success of BTS.
0: I totally agree.
1: And speaking of other K-pop artists and BTS leading the way, I did want to talk about this article that I found about me and a billboard Uh, that that on the billboards world albums chart there's a lot of k-pop presence so it's not just something that i'm talking about or a pattern it actually really is happening and some of the people that are on there um in addition to bts rm is on there as we discussed with um mono um but also other groups exo's lay so um there's a group called exo so an individual member is on there with a song and he actually is at the top so out of all these songs he's at the top right now um with his song or with his album namana namana nana okay that's not the official name but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of n's a lot of a's and like yeah behind that is a bts's love yourself answer and it's its 10th week on the chart versus his second week in the chart so that might also talk to you about like why bts is like behind bts actually is on the charts like a lot they're number three with love yourself tier whereas love yourself answers number two and love yourself her is number four so like two three and four with just bts on the billboard world charts rm is at number five So they're taking up all those spots. And then NCT 127 is on the charts at number seven. So and then there's other there's other groups and everything. So what I was saying is like not even just a theory. It is actually happening. And I think that's exciting. I think that even if like I said that other K-pop groups are not like my cup of tea right now because of some of the things that I heard, like I think they have a more um, synthesized pop sound that. I don't know, is not like my thing. I think BTS has like kind of like this swag that I really like in this grit. Mm-hmm. They're kind of unique to what I've heard. Um, I'm still excited and I'm glad that other people get to experience a different genre that may really suit them. And so I think it's just awesome to have this diversity on the charts.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. Even if I'm not going to be into them or I'm going to stay away from them just in case I do get to into another group, I don't have enough room or time in my life to devote to another group. I just think exactly what you said, having this diversity, because we're so, me in general, like I've been really sheltered with the type of music that I've listened to. I try to shy away from like the mainstream stuff. Growing up, I only listened to what was on the radio. We didn't have all these streaming services. We weren't able to listen to other types or other, you know, all these groups from other countries unless they did make it big in the States because all we had was the radio. We didn't have Sirius XM. We didn't have Spotify, Apple Music. We weren't introduced to this kind of stuff. I feel like it's just really great for up and coming generations to be able to to get this exposure and maybe they will fall in love with another culture as well at a young age. And be more cultured themselves and not be so sheltered. And, oh, the American way is the only way to do everything. Maybe they can see other, other ways to do things and better ways to do things and get some, get some more culture in their lives. And I just think that's a really cool thing. And I wish that sometimes I wish that we would have been able to experience that, but at least we're getting to experience that now.
1: Yes, indeed. Like, I totally agree. Um, You know, you lament for not being super young and growing up and being able to fully put our whole lives into this, (laughs) um, even though we're putting a lot of even though into it. (laughs) But I guess the other upside is I know back in the day, (laughs) I used to wish that I was older when like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were like popular because I was like, oh, if I was older and I had a job and whatever, I'd use all my money and I go to all their concerts and I fall in love with them and all of this stuff. So, I mean, I guess being, you know, there's pros and cons for both things. But yeah, I really just hope it opens up like, you know, people's minds. I love the I love the diversity. I love the just seeing other options in the world. So I think it's really cool.
0: I do too. And that kind of goes into our next topic here um, about RM's UN speech. So there's been some discussion about it being used in certain schools as study materials um, and on exam papers. So Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so um, I think we started our podcast officially after RM gave his speech at the UN. I can't really remember. But it was a so, yeah. it was around that time that we were thinking about this. But yeah, RM gave his speech the UN about just like their whole campaign about love yourself, speak yourself, it doesn't matter what your race is, your sexual orientation, your religion, like you should be proud of who you are, where you come from, and how you show up in the world, basically, because of the overwhelmingly positive and powerful message that this is, it's actually being used as a a device in different classes. So for some things, it's like, you know, to be used as like an English thing. For some people, it's just like a history thing. Um, I know it's being used in Korean high schools, but also the United States, Uh, Singapore, Vietnam, and it's being used for various different things. Um, Also to just like help teach like diversity or to like, you know, inspire kids to just really believe in that message. And it's like just a good text, I guess you can say, to use in in that environment. So I think that's really exciting. And it just shows, again, the substance that BTS brings. It's not just about like, you know, a lot of music on the radio is you know, just about really frivolous stuff that you don't Mm -hmm. care about. And BTS really embodies and actually changes what it means to be a pop star. Before, at least in the United States, it's like about being rich, being beautiful, and what, you know, being someone, yeah. yeah, that people want to be, you know. But I think that BTS is about being real and about being vulnerable and showing that like you are unique and you are special and let's celebrate that.
0: While we're talking about this, this just popped into my head. Fake love popped into my head because, you know, for me growing up, all the pop songs were about love and relationships and they were so unrealistic. You know, we want to try to live up to these expectations of these songs, but we can't because they're made up. And then fake love popped into my head and they're saying, I'm so sick of this fake love. And that's what everything has been, you know, for me anyway, pop wise has been fake love. It hasn't been real. It's all been based on material things. BTS, even if they do sing about love and relationships, there is substance. They have literary illusions in a lot of their songs. And then they talk about loving themselves and it's just, it's on a whole nother level, and I feel like they're not even pop, you know, and <laughs> I, they're their own genre. We need to create a new genre for BTS, because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're they're actually a pop group.
1: They're uh, Bantan style. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: a whole new a whole new genre, all on their own.
1: My favorite type of music is Bantan style. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually kind of goes into another thing we wanted to discuss, which is that, Part of them speaking at the UN was um, to really highlight their Love Myself campaign with UNICEF. Um, And they've been actually partnering with UNICEF for uh, a year. And and the Love Yourself thing is also not just about self-love, but about ending violence. Um, And again, all of these really great causes that they're behind. And um, they've actually raised a lot of money. Molly, do you want to hit us with some of those deets?
0: Yeah, so um, uh, bleh. Yeah, so the uh, love my love myself campaign started on November the first, 2017. So it's been just over a year since it started, and they have raised over 1.6 billion won. That comes out to roughly about 1.4 one and a half million U.S. dollars. That's a lot of money to raise in a year, Um, and it's just such a positive message, and that just goes to show how badly we need that right now in the world and this goes back around to what I was saying when we started this is the embodiment of BTS this has been a passion project of theirs they started a campaign to raise money to end violence and to show people that it's okay to be different and that you need to love yourself for who you are that's what we need to do as bts fans even just as as human beings we just need to love ourselves and realize that everyone's different and that's the beauty of this world is that everyone is different we're not all the same we're not cookie cutter and we can be ourselves and be happy with that so i just i love that they do this and there's not a lot of bands that or artists that do things like this yeah they'll give to charity and and there are a handful of artists and groups that, that do start their own charities for for things. But I just think this is a, a great cause. And it makes me really happy that in their first year that they were so successful.
1: Yeah, I think it's obviously awesome too. So I'm so happy for them. And yeah, loving yourself is such a difficult thing to do. It shouldn't be. But you know, there are so many different pervasive messages throughout the world that tell you that there's something that's wrong with you. So I think it's so amazing that this group that has so much influence is telling people to like really just, you know, embrace who you are. The relationship you have with yourself is the longest and most important relationship you're gonna have in your life. So I think this is just such a great message and I'm really happy about it.
0: It is, and that is definitely something I've struggled with and I've gone through periods of time where I have loved myself, but then I've gone through... Really long periods of times where I haven't. Those have been really, really, <laughs> really difficult. And it's really hard to love someone else if you don't love yourself. It's really hard to love your job or to love anything if you don't love yourself as a grown adult, I'm not going to say my exact age. <laughs> as a grown adult, um you know, you think you're going to have it all together by a certain age and that you're going to be happy with who you are, but that doesn't always happen. And so I'm just really grateful that BTS has come into my life when they have because I have already learned to love myself more since they've come into my life and it's been As we like to point out, we haven't been ARMY for very long, just a couple of months. But in those couple of months, I've learned to love myself more than I have in a really long time. And that's definitely all thanks to to BTS.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is all those things that we've been like talking about in terms of like the old school love songs and everything, you can't really get to a love like that before you love yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to have a very dysfunctional relationship Mm -hmm. So, the good news is that loving yourself means getting closer to having that love that you really want in your life or that relationship. So, look at Jimin. He has just that energy. I love that little move of Junk Hooks, just that little like look.
0: I know. Just wait. <laughs>
1: Oh, J. Hope. Okay, and J- oh, I like this line. I know. I like that. B looks so
0: cool. That's like his everyday clothes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, going grocery shopping. <laughs> oh, oh, gin in the rain. Gin in the rain. Oh my gosh, gin.
0: <laughs> All of them in the rain.
1: Yeah, but Jin's really standing out in the ring. Okay, Jungkook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Jungkook, stop it! Stop it! (laughs) Stop it with those looks! (laughs) V.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay, so now we're going to discuss the release of the full video of Airplane Part 2, the Japanese version. I just watched it for the first time like just watched it right before discussing this and I have some thoughts (laughs) I really loved it in case you haven't seen it it gives me really western vibes Mm -hmm. modern western uh vacation (laughs) (laughs) the guys are dressed like very boho flowy type of uh clothing there's kind of a golden wash over everything Molly you start talking because I don't even know where to begin
0: I couldn't wait to watch it. We were going to discuss this the other night when we were doing our bonus episode and we decided to wait. I couldn't wait to watch it until <laughs> until now. So I have already seen it multiple times. I love the song. I love this dance. I like the swag that they have in it. And I, I like the beat to it. The beat before watching this music video had more of like a Spanish flair to me. So I guess kind of it does have maybe like a Santa Fe kind of like Spanish Western flair to it. But yeah, they're all in these like baggy, colorful clothes. And you got to watch it because uh, V and Jungkook both have pink hair and they almost look like actual brothers. And they just all have this swag and they're all singing Japanese. And I know V is fluent in Japanese. So to see him and to see all of them just sing and hear the other guys rap in Japanese, I think is really cool too. And to see them, because you can tell, I can tell a difference, which is cool because I've never been able to really tell a difference in Chinese, Japanese, Korean, but now I can definitely tell a difference that the words are different in Japanese than in the Korean version, but... It's kind of set like in this bar, in like a old western bar kind of. Maybe in where would you say that would be if that was
1: Santa Fe? <laughs> yeah, in Santa Fe.
0: Um, so it has kind of like a westerny Spanish vibe to it, and it's just it's really great. And they all look so good and have this swag to them. And J Hope gets up and dances on the bar at one point, which is one of my favorite parts
1: yeah so say like the standouts in this video to me were especially Jungkook uh V especially and Jin which we'll talk about in a second um obviously all the guys had their moments and like it's so good for all of them and I could watch this video a billion times so my favorite part of the video is when they kind of go into this different lighting in front of this stained glass window and they're all just like grooving and giving these like looks to the camera and it's only about 20 seconds long but i was like i could rewind this part and just play this on repeat <laughs> all day every day and then it's right before j-hope starts tap dancing on the bar <laughs> he looks great he does
0: and the reason we kind of want to say Jin is a standout in this one is for both of us there's been some music videos that we've seen that Jin is in the background a lot and he's not in this one he's up front and he i don't know if it's his blonde hair that stands out or at the end of the video they end up outside and it's supposed to simulate that it's raining and so they're all soaking wet and gin with wet hair is the most attractive gin that i have ever seen i think
1: yeah i i was reacting to molly i was just like oh Ooh, <laughs> pretty much the whole time when Jin had wet hair. And like, that is not my normal reaction for Jin. I'm just being honest. Um, I love him. I think he's so cute in an awkward, adorable way. But <laughs> this was not the reaction of that. Like, I don't know. He needs to stand with like a rain cloud over him all day. Right? Every day. <laughs> well, and that's
0: like one of his main dance parts is at the end, too. So he's like his hair's wet and he's grooving and dancing and, and looks really good doing it.
1: His dance moves too. He's like on point to keep up with BTS. You, you gotta be on point, but like he's leading it and doing all those dancers and he looks good. I'm just like so proud of him. Um, he
0: does. And oh my gosh. So I want to um, react to that because the final Bon Voyage episode came out um, the same night as the musical Awards, And so I, I just watched it last night. So this would have been filmed over the summer, in a lot of their Run TS episodes, like in the final episodes, they all write letters. They're normally a letter to each other. But this time they were asked to write a letter to themselves. And Jin, they usually have Jin either go first or last since he's the oldest. So this time he went first. And his letter was so touching. He usually has like some jokes in there or makes it kind of funny. It was the most heartwarming one I've heard from Jin, but... He says something in there, he was writing to his future self, and that he hopes that, you know, hopes good things for his future self, but that he hopes that he just gets better and that he has to get better to keep up with the rest of the guys. So he actually said that he wrote that into in a letter to himself a few months ago, and I feel like it's already showing. Because um, I actually saw a video on Instagram earlier today, too, that someone was like, man, Jin's dance moves. And it was from the Idol performance the other night at the Music Awards. So it seems like he actually is improving. I don't know if he's taking some extra time or if he's just kind of coming into his own all of a sudden. Because some of the later videos, music videos and performances, he does seem either a little awkward or lagging behind the other guys. But over the past couple months, it seems like he's on their level and it's really refreshing. And I'm really happy for him because he's so funny and he has such a big heart and he deserves the best. So I'm glad, you know, he's kind of getting to his
1: groove. Yeah, me too. And like in that part of the video, like I can't look at anyone else. And I know that doesn't like happen like he just steals the scene right there until jungkook comes up and <laughs> wet hair and then it's just like oh I'm giving these looks to the camera i love how we were like earlier like they're about substance it's not just about their looks or dance moves and then in this music video but, I'm yeah, like, it is. turn the water on
0: <laughs> well because this video is all about them so if you look up the lyrics to the First airplane which is uh on hope world it's all about like j-hope sipping champagne and his airplane and like how he's gone from basically nothing to where he is now it has a good message but a lot of it's like you know you're watching me sip champagne in my airplane and this one's like you know we're flying on the airplane to all these cities because we're you know we can basically so this this one doesn't have as much substance as some of the other songs. So I feel like <laughs> if we're going to talk about their looks and their dance moves and not the substance of the song, this is a good one to do it in. So.
1: And also, it's also OK to appreciate the aesthetics and the visuals right? that they bring, because that's a part of, you know, that's a part of the whole package, too. And I just loved it. I mean, their fashion, their swag. I just have it on in the background right now. Like, so I'm just like looking at it and I just have it on repeat and I just keep looking at it. I'm very captivated and they just do everything at such like a wonderful level. And I just, I love the way that they're looking and acting in this.
0: They do. And what you said about the visuals, they always in their music videos, it's very visually appealing. So even though right now I have it playing as well and I have it no sound playing, It's still fun to watch them dance, but I also, I love the stained glass in the background. I love the colors. There's a bunch of yellows and greens and bright colors. They tend to have those kind of themes in a lot of their songs, even though some of their darker songs, they obviously are going to stick with the darker tones, but it is, it's very visually, ooh, I like that lamp. It's very visually appealing (laughs) and there's a lot of little details like I'm I haven't seen that lamp before and now I've watched it multiple times and I'm noticing little details.
1: Why is it that when they clap, they do the best clap I've ever seen in my life? Like any of them doing a single like clap and then like they look at the camera. I'm like, why is this like the best thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life? It's just like it's a clap. Someone's clapping. It's a swaggy clap. It's like a swag, a swag clap. I don't know what to call it, but a, like a slap. Yeah, like they just do it. And it's like the shoulders, the swag, the way that they do it. I'm just like, it's the coolest clap I've ever seen in my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Junko clapping at the end. His little two little claps. I also really like the ending where V walks back in by himself. And they're all just like lounging against the bar. And V walks in. They just look so cool. And it's so funny because I know I posted something in our Instagram story the other day about it was Suga in an RJ costume. And then it was Suga being sexy. And it's like, how are these the same two people? And I can say that for every single one of them because they show their real personalities. I can pick a clip from any Bon Voyage episode, any Run BTS episode, and they're like the goofiest, funniest people and then you see this it's like wait a minute how do they how do they do it how can they turn it on and off like that that's a true professional to me because I can't I just feel like I'm always goofy and I don't know if I could like turn it on like that if if I needed to and I you know Uh, it's probably I know I can't
1: I know. I can't. I got goofy, and that's it. So I know I give Jen a lot of flack, but honestly, I'm only Jen as awkward. I'm, like, not the other side of the coin.
0: So I just, I love to see that and be able to see that both sides of them. In the Bon Voyage episode, RM had said something of how much they love doing Bon Voyage because they can show a different side of them. He likes to show... That side of him, a real side of him versus the stage side of him. So they know that their stage selves are completely different from their true selves. And they know how to do it. They know how to work the cameras. It's crazy to me. Um,
1: Oh, I was just going to say, it's like your Instagram self versus like your whole life. Like your real life. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) That's why I feel like all of them could actually be actors as well they all think that they couldn't be except for v actually is but they know how to turn it on for the camera and they know and that's the part of
1: a true performer and like Mm -hmm. not saying i'm on the same level as bts because oh i'm not um But, you know, I've done some performing in the past, you know, comedy sort of stuff, not like stand up. Okay, this is going down. Anyway, (laughs) I've done some performing. And what I can say about this is like when you're in the zone as a performer, it's just like a different thing. And you it's not it's like it's a part of yourself, but it's just different that that same person who can be like outgoing on stage, you know, and so funny and so whatever. And I'm like, I can't even believe what I'm doing up here.
0: So that was something that we had definitely been looking forward to and any kind of new music video or new thing that they're coming out with, like I want to be on top of it. I'm really glad that that finally came out, even though it in Japanese. I mean, I can't understand the Korean either, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really glad that that they released a music video for that in the Japanese version. I think it would have been cool to do a fake love, a like a different take on fake love too. But I mean, they do their productions on such a grand scale that they had to had to pick one. So, so with that being said, we do have some things coming up. The closest thing they're going to be starting their Tokyo Dome tour in a couple of days on November the 13th and 14th. So they'll be doing their Love Yourself tour. So they're going to start here. In November, and between now and April, they have quite a few performances. They do get most of December off. I know they have a couple performances in December. And uh, mainly, they'll be performing uh, at the Hong Kong edition of the Mama K-Pop Awards on December the 14th. And uh, to go along with that, the voting period has opened for that. So you can um, vote on Twitter, or you can go on their website and vote. And both of those, you can only vote once a day. So that's mama.mwave.me to go online and vote. And if you want to vote on Twitter, you can use the hashtag MamaVote and then hashtag BTS. You can only vote once a day on Twitter for it to count. So don't don't just post like 100 of them because only one of those is going to count and it's going to take up a lot of your time to do that. So Um, BTS is winning most of the categories but we want to keep that up and we still have over a month until that show so we want to keep doing that and then my favorite thing we have one week until burn the stage.
1: I'm so excited uh, we will definitely be doing probably a special episode dedicated to just that I'm guessing
0: yes um, definitely
1: because <laughs> uh, we're probably gonna have some really major reactions and so look forward to that and just like look forward to seeing it if you're getting a chance to see it and if uh, unfortunately you weren't able to get tickets, we'll try to do our best to share with you what we experience.
0: yes, I am very excited um. I wish Erica and I were going to be watching it together, but we sadly will not be. We'll both be in our respective cities watching it. We're not in the same same time zone, so I'm actually going to get to see it before Erica. So I'll have to keep my little trap shut until she watches it.
1: <laughs> well, I think I'll be going like pretty much into the movie as you're... oh
0: yes as i'm leaving yeah
1: so that'll be yeah you're gonna have to i can come out of it and be like okay let's talk but (laughs) you're gonna have to (laughs) so we'll see but i'm really excited um my first bt this is my first time going to be in a bts crowd you too me too we're gonna see, like, what are the ages? What do people look like? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely
0: gonna be the oldest one there, except unless it's like a mom of someone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where the BTS mom is at? No, we. I don't have any kids, but they're probably closer to my age than the other. Yes, friends.
0: I did get some new BTS merch. So maybe I might post some pictures. I'll definitely put it in our little um, Instagram story for the episode of some of my merch. And that's what I'm planning on wearing to the Burn the Stage. So I will be all decked out in my BTS stuff. And so maybe I'll fit in.
1: Yep, I won't, uh, (laughs) but that's okay. I think that about wraps it up. It's very fun. They have a lot of wonderful, positive things going on. And yeah, I guess until next time, why say no when you can say BTS? Yes. Bye y'all.
0: Peace.